what you want, when you want it, where you want it. This is The Mesh. Welcome back to My Dad Watches The Bachelor. I'm Meredith, and I'm here with my co-host, my dad. Hey, Meredith. Happy Fourth of July. Hope you're doing well. Yes, we are past the Fourth of July. We're looking towards the next holiday. Mine is not until Labor Day, so that's a while from now. Well, this is true, but you know, getting to watch The Bachelor must feel like a holiday every Monday for you. Oh, yes. It's, it's the most exciting thing I do. Every Monday, I would think. Well, that's that, that's you know quite quite the honor for the franchise there. So uh, I'm glad that they're plowing ahead. Yeah. Um, although yesterday I thought the episode was a bit boring. I guess it was a bit boring. I mean, I, I appreciated the the schedule got back a bit to normal in that we had like a group date. We had a one. We had. I guess two one-on-one dates. We had a rose ceremony. You know, I like the closure there. Yeah, we did get a lot of closure, but I just feel like we didn't get very much drama. I feel like we've had a lot the past few weeks, and so we really fell off this week. We didn't even get much between Blake and the men with Blake coming in, and we had like a few awkward silences, but there was no no shit talking happening. And and to to my surprise, you know, I, I thought that the bro mob was going to turn on Blake, but it appears that they have a, a new target in their sights with our friend Hunter. Yes, the union has someone new that they have their eyes on. So so why don't we start with our highlights? Because I sort of I sort of enjoyed Blake trying to tame the lions uh, when he came in there, and and I I sort of laughed a bit when Blake got the, the date card and there's all this silence and Blake looks around and says, well, obviously that's the best case scenario for me. And just quiet. I, I, I chuckled at that. Yeah. Blake seemed to be entertaining dealing with the, the tension with the men saying, this is not what I wanted to happen, but like, you know, I, I want y'all to be cool with me, but I understand you're not going to be. And, they, I think, I thought that the men handled it pretty well, considering how poorly they've handled everything else this season. I, I suspect that there is some simmering going on that still could bubble up as we uh, as we proceed through our to our journey of love. Mm-hmm. And I, I feel like I'm sure there was a lot of shit talking that did occur once Blake went on his one on one, but for whatever reason, was we were not shown that so. Maybe we'll get it later. Maybe we have better things to see. Who knows? Well, what highlights did you uh, enjoy in last night's show? Um, well, I enjoy, I always enjoy the obscure country artist that The Bachelor brings in every season. So we got to hear Lane Hardy perform during Blake and Katie's one-on-one. Um, I found some good artists that I still listen to today from from one-on-one dates. And so I, I am always excited to see who they bring in next. And, and I enjoyed his little tune there. I was checking him out on Apple music and trying to figure out if he's 
a legit performer and seems like he's done a few things. So, uh, and, and in my old age, I tend to appreciate the, the, the country twanging a little bit more than I used to. So I, I enjoyed uh, Lane Hardy. Good job by him. And I'm sure he's going to get a nice bachelor bump. So good for him. Yeah, good for him. I also enjoyed um, Wells Adams coming back to host the group day. I'm a big Wells fan. He's quite entertaining. I say this every time we talk about Wells. He's engaged to Sarah Highland from Modern Family. Haley Dunphy, you still look confused, but you know who this is. We talk about it a lot. <laughs> well, well, you're talking about the two guys that were helping out with the battle ball thing? Yeah, the one that wasn't gay. Yeah, I was. I and who was the other one? I don't. I feel like maybe we've seen him before. Is he the guy that like takes like does the photography sometimes that you usually say you like or something along those lines? He's he looks I, familiar. I I, I can't remember the names of any of the people on the show. I feel fortunate that I can remember our hostesses and and Katie's name. So I I don't I don't know who these people are, but they 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 were certainly flamboyant and entertaining. Well, Wells wasn't that flamboyant. He he is not that way, but Wells is also our bartender on Bachelor in Paradise, so we will get to see him more soon. Yeah, well, you will. I'm not sure I will, but okay. Um, I, well, and, and speaking of it, I I kind of enjoyed the their group date, their, their bachelorette bash ball battle, I think is what they called it, up until the time that the Hunter went insane and, and they reminded us of why football players actually wear pads and helmets and they tried to kill one another. I, I enjoy a good competitive sporting event. I would like to see multiple men compete for my heart as well while wearing little wrestling thong overall things. I thought they all looked pretty good. And I enjoyed um, Michael A's comment about how this was the worst day of his life because everyone looks shredded and he has his dad bought. I, I appreciated that comment. Um, but I put I put more of the group date in a low for me. All right. Well, we, well I, I put the, the uniforms in the low. But, uh, I guess that's our, our differing uh, Meredith and Dad opinions there. Um, I enjoyed the New Mexico scenery. Uh, with uh, you know Blake and Katie riding their horses around, it looked quite lovely out there. It so, looked like a desert, nothing too great to me. And beautiful mountains and whatnot. Come on, it seemed okay. I liked Andrew S's one-on-one date more than I liked Blake's. I thought that it was like a very cute and sweet date where they, I guess, production had all of these note cards and questions set up and like pretty string lights for Andrew and Katie to go through um, and the light up balloons. And Andrew West just seems like a stand-up guy. You know, I, I like Andrew S, but my sense was that her date with Blake, they, they seem more like equals in terms of the conversation going back and forth. And I felt like with Andrew S., he really seemed like a very fun, nice guy, but I just felt like she was having to lead the conversation and pull things out of them. And it just didn't, they don't seem to click as well as, as she did with Blake and some of the other guys. 
I noticed that as well. But then all of Katie's interviews, she was saying how much she liked him and how great of a date it was. But I had been saying during the date, I was like, I don't really see the chemistry there between them. But I guess Katie felt it anyways. Well, as I said, he seems, I would like to hang out with Andrew S. He seems like a really fun, cool guy, you know, fun to be around. Uh, but I'm, I'm doubting that, that he's going to be there in the final four, but we'll see. We'll yeah. see. Well, we did see in that like Uber teaser trailer at the end of the season, we still have some scene where Katie's like running down a hallway, screaming his name, like running and jumping into him in a big hug. Like it seemed very emotional. So it, it seems like Andrew's going to be there for a while. Maybe he's like a slow burn for Katie. So, so the other thing I found interesting and it was the first time I can recall seeing a viewer discretion warning pop up during the show, you know, which came up before Katie discussed uh, some of her past and, and some, some difficult things that she had been through. So I, I, I don't mean that as a highlight. I just found that to be interesting. I don't know if I've seen that before. And, and I, I guess a question to you as my 25-year-old daughter, they talk a lot about people being sex positive. Is this a new term or is this a Katie term or is, is your generation just talk about being sex positive? You know, enlighten me. Um, I would say that it's not like a new term. I don't really know if it's a, a really a term at all that we use. I think it's just that your generation is a lot more closed off when it comes to sex and discussing it than my generation is. We're much more open about it and willing to have those conversations. It's not, not a taboo subject that stays in the bedroom. Well, that's good. You just have it with certain people, though. You don't need to have it on podcasts or like with lots of people. Well, I mean, some of us have it on national television in front of everyone. Well, you shouldn't be doing that. You know, that's not necessary. You know, it's okay. I'm, you know, if you're going to be intimate with somebody, you should talk about it. But you don't have to talk about it with the, the general public, right? Um, luckily for our listeners, I will not be talking about my sex positivity with my dad. Uh, your dad feels fortunate about that as well. So, All right, we ready to get into the lows. Let's. Okay, so going back to this bash ball battle date. And you want to bring up the tights, right? Those were definitely a low. No, no, no. We already discussed those as a high. Um, we saw in like the previews that someone was going to get injured during this date, and you know, I'm just like cringing, waiting for it to happen. And in my mind, I'm like, anybody but Greg and our dad, Michael, like, I don't really care who it is, but protect those men. And poor, poor Michael just gets rocked so hard. And I thought it was like Hunter that was going to be hitting him from the previews. It seems like it is. But then we realize it's Justin that's like smacking him from the back. And that just makes it even worse because I'm a big Justin fan too. So I, I wasn't sure if it was Justin or Aaron. I think it was Justin. Justin seemed like very remorseful about the whole situation and went up wow. and apologized to Michael afterwards. Well, he he showed good sportsman uh, good sportsmanship, but he pretty much decapitated the poor guy. I know we really we need to be more careful around Michael. He is a dad. He is a single dad. The, his poor son James really can't handle losing another parent. Agreed. Agreed. 
Speaking right. of, this is also a low for me. Michael A. just makes me very emotional. Listening to him talk about how his wife's birthday was the day before and how he like had a lonely, thoughtful day, um, like celebrating her. And it just it just made me made me tear up a little bit. And then, you know, when he explains that to the men, it was so emotional as well. And my poor dear Greg just could not handle that story. And he was he was almost like sobbing. Like it was the most it was like a how much he was crying when he told Katie that his dad died. Yeah, I, I I put down as a low, you know, and and again, I find this to be a sensitive issue. It's a little bit of a personal issue, but I I think he's he's bringing up his deceased wife a little too much for me, and and uh, a big part of his life. I, I, I but I, I I don't know. It almost feels like he's using that to no to, to, to lasso in uh, Katie, and I'm I'm just not comfortable with it. Um, no, you know, and, Michael and I, is not a lassoer. That's and, not, and I not feel like he's he's going to end up with Greg. You know, he and Greg seem to be cuddling on the couch. You no, know, that was Greg and Connor. Oh, okay. Well, I I was just not comfortable with that, so I I, I had that as a low light as well. Well, we have it for different reasons. I think that Michael is very genuine. Well, well, speaking of your friend Connor. I think he needs to button up his shirt. You know what? You know he he brings out the guitar during during the cocktail hour and he's singing her a song, and his shirt's unbuttoned. He is not that shredded. Um, <laughs> I'm not sure why he felt the need to have his shirt unbuttoned. With the with maybe the reason being he looked like he might have gotten severe sunburn uh, while he's out playing battle ball, and maybe the the shirt was hurting his sunburn. I don't know. What was your take on that? I honestly didn't notice his buttons, whether there were too few or too many buttons. Um, I was I couldn't get past how cringy it felt that he was singing a song he wrote for Katie on his ukulele. I mean, he had a very nice voice, but anytime someone's singing on The Bachelorette, I hate it. It's, it's just you want to talk about wrong reasons. This man, is this man trying to kick off his musical career. Well, you, you seem to like Lane Hardy. What's wrong with Connor? Come on. Lane Hardy is not trying to date Katie. Well, I, it, it, I, I found it. Certain people can do the I'm not going to button up my shirt thing. Connor does not seem to be that fellow to me. So that bothered me. And, and while I'm giving out fashion advice, James needs to ditch the chain. You know, James had this silver mafioso-like chain going on. He just, he looks sort of slimy to me. I'm not a, a fan of him. Yeah, the chain with the black turtleneck and like the slicked back hair was definitely giving me Italian mob boss vibes. Yeah, yeah. It wasn't great. I I don't notice Connor's fashion, but I do feel like we have bigger fish to fry with him with like the singing and his very, very poor kissing skills. I, I just, I liked Connor B at first and he's just like plummeted for me. Not interested at all. But I, as a low, I put like all of the cringy group date stuff that was happening during their like little one-on-one -on -one times. Connor singing a song on his ukulele. We had Courtney getting wrapped in toilet paper and talking about how he could like 
handle tough shit and he was on a roll or whatever. That was that was bad. And, well, and she ultimately flushed him. <laughs> yeah, she did flush him. This podcast is sponsored by Jackson Creative, a custom communication agency located in downtown Hickory, North Carolina, specializing in online content creation. To learn more, visit thejacksoncreative.com. Jackson Creative, we tell your story. We had Mike P., our resident virgin, asking if he could get to first base. Friendly tip, some dating advice from the 25-year-old. Girls don't really like it if you ask if you can kiss them. It really just harshes the vibe. Well, let me just tell you, it's, it's, a, it's a jungle out there. And, and when, when you don't ask, you're, you're also asking for trouble these days. You know, it's, it's hard to know when, when yes is yes, no is no. So, so I appreciate that he asked. I don't, I don't want some. I don't want some hooligan pushing himself on my daughter. So, uh, you know, I, asking to me is okay. Us young women have gotten very good at the swerve, the kiss, turn it into a goodbye hug. But Katie seemed to like to kiss everyone, so I don't really think that Mike needed to be asking. And him like throwing in some baseball references, like, dude, you're just getting to first base. This is week five. Yeah, it's like you're you're going to territory that many people have visited before, Mike. So uh, you're a little bit late to the party there. Yeah. So I, overall, like what all the men were doing on the group date with their individual time, it was, it was not good. Well, my, my last thing, uh, you know, going back, it goes back to the rose ceremony is, and I, I say this almost like I should have put it as a highlight is, is Hunter who just doesn't care about your bro code because just because he's got a rose, he's still going to shoot his shot. But the bro mafia is going to be coming for Hunter, I think. What do you think? Yeah, well, I think Hunter's being very hypocritical because I feel like he was really helping lead the charge against Thomas. And, you know, you're stealing lots of time from her to deal with your problems. Like, he was the one confronting Thomas, being like, are you thinking about being the bachelor? Like, he was really leading the charge there. Now he's just like, Oh, I got a rose. Katie likes me. Like I can do whatever I want. And I, I personally believe that Hunter getting the group date rose was a producer pick and not a Katie pick. Why do you say that? And how does how do things like that even happen? For drama. I mean, why why would Greg or Michael A not get that group date rose? I, I assume the reason that he got the rose was because he showed these beautiful pictures of his kids and Katie was so taken that, that oh, he wants to meet to meet his kids. Uh, she fell for that whole trap. So I, I assume that's why he got the rose. Well, I would have given the rose to Michael A and his dead wife's birthday over pictures of Hunter's kids. Well, I might have suggested that she give it to Michael A just because he was pretty much decapitated uh, during the during the game and sort of a pity rose, but that's, you know, that's... There, there are many reasons to give Michael A. this rose over Hunter. I don't even think that she's physically attracted to Hunter. This was definitely a producer pick. Okay. Um, before we move on from our highlights and lowlights, I'm going to go into my Greg lights, as you recommended last week. Okay. So some, some Greg moments that we got to share this week. Greg and Connor be cuddling on the couch together. We have quite a bromance forming there. We we love a man that has a good bromance. 
I, yeah, it's okay. I'll, you know, to me, a bronance is, is respect. I don't cuddle on the couch with my bro friends. You know, we, we sit on the couch, we watch ball games, we, we talk respectfully, uh, but uh, we, we don't cuddle. Maybe this is another generational gap thing that we have going on. Okay, also, this, is, this is news to me. Go ahead. We also love a man who is in touch with his emotions, watching Greg cry again, hearing about Michael's life story and losing his wife. And you can just see Greg like relating it to him losing his dad and being so awestruck by how positive and upbeat Michael is every day. And it's just, Greg, I do feel like Greg was starting to spiral a little bit in this episode, you know, coming from being the lead like front runner and being realizing Katie's making more connections with these men. But then my favorite was when Katie told Greg that he had resting sad puppy dog face. Cause he really does. He, he does always look a little sad and lonely and Katie's always worried about him and worried that he's going to want to go home. And I thought it was really cute that Greg was like, Oh God, I don't want to have sad resting puppy dog face. Like, I'm not going anywhere. I'm here for you. And he said he was falling in love with Katie. Greg's got to be our winner. If he can just not spiral too much. Well, and, and didn't Katie make him promise that he wouldn't leave or something like that? Mm-hmm, she did. Yeah. So obviously, obviously a strong connection. He's certainly, uh, if not the front runner, a front runner. Mm-hmm. All right. We ready to get into our right reasons. Okay. What's your right reason? My right reason I'm giving to Katie, I think that she was very articulate with the men while explaining why she allowed Blake to join her season. You know, she was saying that I'm following my heart through this process, through the good and the bad. You know, I'm, I'm going to just do what I think is right. Um, they didn't seem happy about it, but they seemed to understand. And then again, she was open and vulnerable about her sexual assault. While when Blake asked her what made her so sex positive, I think that she's she does a good job of just being open and talking about things that other people may think are taboo. Okay, well, I I appreciate that. I will say that I gave Katie some consideration for wrong reasons this week, although I didn't go that way because I I do think she made mistakes in number one so quickly giving the one-on-one -on -one date to Blake, and number two, giving the group roast date to the Neanderthal, Hunter. Um, you know, you, you were going to brush that off as a producer issue. Well, but I think I thought, both of those are producer picks. I, I had issues with both of those, and I, I can't, I'm, I guess I could give the wrong reason to the producers then, but Katie was the one uh, who actually, the words came out of her mouth. But for right reason, I gave it to your heartthrob, Greg. Oh. Just, uh, he seems so nice. He seems so vulnerable. He seems so sensitive. And it is so obvious that he and Katie have a connection. And uh, I thought the way he approached Katie during their, their time together, just to make sure that she knew where he stood was appropriate and, and important. And, and obviously, he's also got a connection to Mike, the, the widower. And uh, Greg just seems to really care and really be invested, which will lead to 
ulcers and his inevitable emotional breakdown. And I know that uh, we'll be watching and eating our popcorn as that happens. I, I think Greg's going to pull it together. I, I think he's he's going to be okay. We do get, I saw another one-on-one. It looks like Greg's going to get at some point where they're making out on a bench in the rain, which is and every girl's dream at this point to do with Greg. So going to have some like seething jealousy during that episode, but we'll cross that bridge when we come to it. All right. What's your wrong reason? So I have two. I'm starting off with Aaron. I'm a big Aaron fan, but he was really just, trying to gather the union of men to rally against Hunter. And I don't think that Aaron got my message that I've broken up the union and he can't do this anymore. We're, we're done. You know, Aaron has gone through the zipper salesman. He's gone through Carl. He's gone through Thomas, you know, three strikes. You're out. That's enough. We, we need to stop this. However, I'm not a big Hunter fan. So I also put him in my wrong reasons. Because he's kind of starting to turn into an aggressive psycho. Yeah, I I had Hunter as my wrong reason. He, whenever James came to steal Katie away from him at the cocktail party, even though Hunter already had a rose, Hunter was freaking out and like saying, I lost that time. I'm going to get it back. Like it just, it just felt very aggressive. Um, and he was also very aggressive during the group date and he was the first one to throw like a hard hit, which apparently means that if one guy does it, all the guys are going to do it since men have small pea brains and can't make decisions for themselves. But I guess he, he threw the first punch there and egged everyone on. Well, well, he was, he was my wrong reason as well. It, It certainly seemed like his testosterone supplements must've shown up in the mail this week because he just seemed to be getting nutty and was headhunting at the battle ball. And, um, you know, I, I suspect he's probably urinating around his telescope to demonstrate, you know, what his territory is and to, to keep the other guys away from it. Uh, Cause he just, he turned, he seemed to turn into Neanderthal man. Yeah. And I, I think that for some reason he just thinks that he has a really great connection with Katie and that he's a front runner, which anyone with two eyes can see that he's not. So I think that like this is he probably could have stuck around longer if he was just normal and chill. But like this aggressiveness and coupled with the fact that Katie doesn't like him that much, I imagine he's going home within the next two weeks. But yeah, watching some of the teasers, it looks like he's around for a while. But I guess maybe they're just trying to to lull us to sleep on that. Maybe. Who knows? I, I don't see Hunter lasting much longer. Okay. All right. Well, before you share your MVP, I, I did get a couple of, uh, of uh, emails from a uh, listener, a listener at my dad watches the bachelor at gmail.com, who actually was emailing last night. Why didn't the tall, goofy guy in the back get a rose from Katie? And what's the deal with the short guy? I think he meant Hunter. Well, the, you know, the deal with the short guy is. Uh, he, he is an aggressive psycho, as Meredith said. So, you know, just, just live with that. And I'm not sure which tall, goofy guy in the back he meant. I don't know, you know, Courtney or you know, there are a couple of goofy guys that uh, got their walking papers. I, I, I just don't think they distinguished themselves. Yeah. I mean, at this point, the three men that went home, Courtney, Josh, and Andrew M., 
I knew nothing about Andrew M. or Josh. And I only knew about Courtney because of his name. So I don't know what their deal is because we don't know them at all. I, I think I think I had Andrew M. in our final four. I think he might have been a district attorney or assistant district attorney, but but he he's done nothing to make one think that he should be still on the program. So sorry, Andrew M. Yeah, we as a top four update, we both have two of our top four left. We both have Connor B. And you have Brendan and I have Justin. I am feeling better about my Justin pick than your Brendan pick, but I don't feel yeah, like don't think, them are top four. I don't even I know don't if Brendan's at this point. Yeah, I'm not sure I could pick Brendan out of the lineup at this point in time. I don't think he's done much to, to stay there. No, he's Canadian though. They do well, but yeah, but we, we have a, we have a new we have a new Canadian on the scene, so that's going to be a problem for Brendan. I don't think he's going to be the top Canadian with Blake around. All right, what's what's your MVP? Who's your MVP? I'm giving my MVP to Andrew S. I think that he's just a really sweet and kind-hearted guy. Um, he's so nice to Katie. We got to hear him open up about his childhood and how his dad went to prison when he was six and how he he really channeled all of his feelings into football, but then it was hard to, you know, play his football games and seeing all of the other dads there supporting their son, saying how proud they are and how he just wanted that support and validation too. It was, it was like a very emotional moment. Um, And then he also opened up about his past relationship as a black man dating a white woman and how she was worried about what their children would look like and, how people would think that they weren't hers and how that like really impacted him. And I thought that he and Katie had really mature relate or discussions about those topics. And he, he just seems so genuine and nice. I'm a big Andrew S fan. I, I see, I don't see him winning, but I see him either a thriving in paradise or B as a great bachelor. Yeah, I, I I think he's a very worthy selection uh, by you. So good good job there. And and um, I I don't know if he could pull off being the bachelor. I'm I'm just not sure he's you know he, he's just he's incredibly nice, but I'm not sure he can carry the conversations with people well enough to to be the bachelor. Uh, you know, from what I've seen on your your Paradise Island show, I think he he would have a grand time there. I think he would be. In quite the demand, so uh, I, I think we'll see him again on one on the franchise, shall we say? I agree. Yeah. So, do you have some fatherly advice to wrap us up? So, a few things I picked up. Number one, from from your friend Andrew, a couple things. Number one, you know, just being there for your family and your kids as as a dad that that made me appreciate all the. Soccer games I got to attend uh, for you and all the, the YMCA and rec games that uh, I went with your brother and, and all that stuff. So I appreciate it now, particularly now that I don't have to go to as many. That's all. That's good. So that was good. I, I like the fact that at one point Katie said, Andrew makes me laugh. And it just made me think of, of the importance of laughter and humor in a relationship and how that uh, – uh, can can be such a, a solid piece of one's relationship foundation. 
And then my last piece is I'm, I'm a little tired of these guys complaining about I didn't get my time sort of thing. And just uh, some, some sort of adult advice here. If there's something that you want, you, you, you have to go ask for it. You have to go get it. You don't wait for it to be given to you. So I, I guess I'm not very sympathetic to these guys that are sitting around saying, oh, I didn't get time with her tonight. And they, they seem to be sitting on their butts just chatting with the other guys. If, if you want something, you got to go get it. You got you to ask for that time. So don't wait around and wait for people to give you things. Let's go get it. That's great. Love the go-get-em attitude. Good fatherly advice today. There you go. <laughs> well, that's all we have for this week's episode. Join us next week to hear more about Katie's season from the right perspective and my dad's. You've been listening to The Mesh, an online media network of shows and programs ranging from business to arts, sports to entertainment, music to community. All programs are available on the website as well as through iTunes and YouTube. Check us out online at themesh.tv. Discover other network shows and give us feedback on what you just heard.